Before the Rings of Power, there were the Silmarils. Before Sauron, there was his master Morgoth. Before Aragorn and Arwen, there was Beren and Luthien. Join us as we explore Tolkien and all the ages of Middle-earth with your hosts from TheOneRing.com, Jonathan Watson and Michael Grumbine. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jonathan Watson. Well, it could be good morning or good you evening. You just depending. gave it away. You just oh, gave it away. It's the afternoon. It's not our usual time we're recording this. It's the afternoon. My blinds are closed, so the sun isn't streaming in, offering a lot of things. It still looks dark behind me because of those lights. So, Anyway, uh, thanks, everybody, for joining us. As we continue to move through all the crazy changes Peter Jackson made to Lord of the Rings. No, they're not all crazy. And many people apparently think we are crazy for talking about things like Aragorn's wardrobe change in the films, rather than how it was described in the books. But you know what? That's okay. In fact, some people think we're actually, we actually hate the films because we're just going over the changes. That, I mean, uh, uh, come on. Like you can you, you can go over changes and still like something. I mean, if if you change my favorite lasagna a little bit, I can say, hey, there's a change, but I might still really like it. Yep. So anyway, don't don't judge us too harshly, people. Don't judge us too harshly. And we'll get back to the books. Um, this week we're going over four, count them, four changes, not our usual three. We're really like putting the pedal to the metal here. Um to be fair, they're fairly a couple of them are fairly cosmetic changes. So we're gonna we're gonna move into four of them talking about Gimli, um, Legolas's boots. I know that's been on the docket for many many times ever since on the Babylon Bee. I made the point of Legolas walking on snow and how I I dislike that. Uh, and uh, nobody's gonna change my mind about that. But we'll get into it and his big boots this time, and how just they did boring dirty. Nobody nobody wants to change your mind, Jonathan. It's more fun with your mind the way it is. <laughs> sure seems that way. Nobody loves me. <laughs> nah, and then we'll talk about Boromir and uh, some cosmetic changes with him, too. Uh, before we do, guys, hey, I want to thank everybody, all of our supporters who join us uh, in our Discord chat, who get our download of our extended podcast where we answer questions and go into more details about the changes and maybe how we would have approached them instead. Um, and it's only $4 a month if you want to join us there. So, um, yeah, go to theonewing.com slash member pay the four dollars except you don't have to because the first month is free and uh, you get the extended podcast you get access to our discord and um uh, we'll we'll do a, a live chat again soon trying to find the time and uh the folks to join uh it's it's tough when people are are, are members from all over the world and and they're like no don't do it on a saturday night that doesn't work for me no don't do it on a saturday afternoon that does and so we're yeah we'll find a time but yeah join us the wonder.com slash member get the extended podcast it's you can get it on your iphone you can get it in your podcast app any of them you can get it uh, in youtube um so not a big deal there and we always post them early the members episode always goes up early on youtube uh for those folks who are members so you get an email and uh and then link in discord so join us there all right let's jump into it let's jump into the very first one that we have which is gimli the comic relief I have the eyes of a hawk and the ears of a fox. Oh. I'm wasted on cross country. We dwarves are natural sprinters. Very dangerous over short distances. Talking trees. What do trees have to talk about? Hmm? Except the consistency of squirrel droppings. I cannot jump the distance and have to trust me. Uh, don't tell the elf. 
not poor. That still only counts as one. Certainty of death, small chance of success. What are we waiting for? <laughs> All right. So, like, I realized after watching this how much comedy there really is with Gimli. I'd forgotten that. I mean, there, this isn't everything. I, I went through it and I had to cut back a few a few bits because there's so many times where Gimli uh, is the quippy comic relief um, and a little bit the butt end of his own jokes. Um, I found that... Um, I, I, here's, here's what I think the writers did. They looked at Gimli, they looked at Legolas, right? And they saw said, huh, odd, odd couple maybe we lean into that a little bit more we we make gimli we make legolas sort of you know uh the jokesters the 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 abbott and costello the laurel and hardy the gim the garfield and odie of the bunch uh and they gave so many comedy lines to gimli now gimli in the books i i, I tried no, none of those lines are in the books none, none of what you saw was in the books at all so everything in those in those clips is changed there is nothing in here uh that Gimli actually says the closest thing, and maybe Michael, you can remember something funny that Gimli said. I did some research. I couldn't find anything. I'm granted I can't reread the whole books just for <laughs> just for this clip to find Gimli saying something. But uh, uh, the only one I could find is the one where he says, "I shall claim full amends for every fall and stub toe if you do not lead us well." And this is when um, he's being led into Lothlorien with his eyes blind, with it being blindfolded and everything. Behold, your yes, your yes. So. That's that's about the closest I could get with sir a cursory you know thirty minute research. Uh, yeah, I have one more to add to that, although it's a slightly different tenor. But yeah, um, what is there that? was at the Paths of the Dead. He does in fact say the line, um, and my kids laughed at it. They laugh at it when they hear it every time because it is pretty funny. So he's at the Paths of the Dead. Um, Aragorn has entered the Paths of the Dead. The Rangers have entered the Paths of the Dead, who of course don't appear in the books in the movies rather. But the Rangers have yeah. entered. And Legolas has entered, and he says, um, "Here is a thing unheard of: an elf will go underground, and a dwarf dare yeah, not." Yeah. Um, so, so you know, there's which is a kind of grim humor. He is sort of laughing at his like yeah. the, the. I mean, literally, humor is a juxtaposition between two things that are odd, and we laugh at the oddity between them. Um, and so, and so he's he's in fact doing that directly. So it's a kind of humor, but nothing like the clips that you said. He is clearly, and it's and what's more important to me than the just as a general as a general note here, it's mm -hmm. not it's not that the movie has lines that the book doesn't that we're pointing out. That's not it's the change in character. So mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. Gimli's character in the books, generally speaking, is stalwart, grim, um, he practical. Uh, he's he's a fierce friend. Um, he does like he, but he has a grim sense of humor. The 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 contest with the with the uh, killing of the orcs, for example, and um, you know he's he's very um, he's a he's very sort of tough dormant. In fact, I viewed it I view it when I read the books as Tolkien giving us a dwarf that is in some ways an upgraded or updated version of dwarves as he presented them in the hobbit because mm -hmm, his dwarves in the sure. hobbit were, were a little silly and 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 gimli is not even though he's literally the son of one of the hobbit dwarves and so and so i i uh, he, in the movies when they change that they're, they're changing his character they do and i think that um it makes the relationship he has with legolas a little less effective in the films than in the books um, mm. In the books, because uh, you know they are at odds, right? They're not like y y Gimli isn't joking around really ever 
in the books, in the way that he does, right? He doesn't, he doesn't, as a, it wasn't it in, um, in Metaseld where he, 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 he falls over, like they had, there's the drinking game, isn't that in Metaseld? Yeah, dra- yeah. yeah, the drinking game is the most. Uh, I didn't ridiculous. even want to put that in here. Yeah. <laughs> it was too obvious. Yeah. Um, but it Him. changes his character. It changes the relationship. And I, and I didn't like that. All right. So let's, let's get into the details of what we think when it comes to, is it lore friendly? Um, no. Well, <laughs> we, we just guess, made the case that it no, is not lore friendly. Right. I don't um, need to even go into more detail about this. Human, no. In other words, in other words, he clearly is not comical relief in, yeah. in, in the books. It's not, it's, it's, it's not lore friendly. They don't change. I mean, it's not like, um, Aragorn's change where they change what he believes of himself in the sense of like who he is. Um, this is more of a personality change rather than a motivational change or a correct, uh, biographical change. So, but it's, but it's to see, and let me just say at this point to add on to what you said about, um, it lessening Gimli in a way, there's a particular moment in the books and in the movies, which, which it greatly let him being comic relief greatly is greatly lessens the impact. And that is his devotion to Galadriel. So, so a comic character who's devoted, who then it it feels because he's such a comic character in the movies, it feels more like it's sort of this infatuation Hmm. um, um, where, you know, Hmm. like a a person that's very silly, a a, a class clown or someone that's just doesn't take the world very seriously and just is, is looking to make a joke. If they become enamored with something, we intuitively take it less seriously. The, yeah. the Gimli of the book is a very grave and serious dwarf warrior and, and represents the honor of his people. And especially in their conflict with, you know, their, their antipathy towards elves, not hatred like they do, like they have towards um, orcs. And, the, and, of, mm-hmm. and of course, he, he knows he's on the same side as the elves in the war against Sauron. But he, re- he represents that long um, dwarven animosity against elves. And so for him to turn and as a grim warrior, a stalwart companion, but a grim warrior who represents his people's honor, for him to turn and be and be convinced by Galadriel and and um uh, uh basically fulfill the role of a medieval knight, uh, um, you know, sort of giving honor to his lady in a in a way that is not um very American because we we will try to sexualize everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's it, this is this is the opposite of sexual um respect that he's given the honor. But it, you know, taking a token of her hair um or at requesting it, that's a that was that's straight out of medieval um uh, chivalric uh storytelling. Hmm. Um and and so it it just totally lessens his character um, by by turning him in comic relief at that particular moment. So for that reason, I say no, not really. Yeah, yeah. The weight of his personality is gone. Yep. yep, that's the way it is. All right. Next question: Does the change make for better cinema? That's I. You know, I'm struggling with this one. Does it? it in some ways, yes. In some ways, no. Does yep. it, does it, does it, I understand the need for comic relief in a shorter film where you're not reading through the book and you, and, and you, you in, in very difficult parts, it's lighting up like you, uh, the Marvel approach to comic relief, which is like, we're at a very important part of the film uh, and it's very heavy. Let's add a quippy one liner in there is not the kind of comic relief that is good. I feel like the comic relief where 
what would be my favorite one in the films? I'm, I'm talking myself through this, and so I'm trying to figure this out. I'm, maybe it's the one where um, that 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 last clip where he says, you know, you know uh, it's a little bit of grim comic relief. He's like, little chance of success, possibility of death. Uh, or certainty of death what are we waiting for um i feel that's a little more in character with somebody who's like yep all right this is where we are that's what we got to do and he's adding it to it rather than the comic the line of uh uh dwarves aren't sprinters we're we're natural born long distance runners i can't remember the, the opposite he says dwarves are built for long distance natural oh, born sprinters that's which oh, by sorry, the way is the exact right, of opposite of the truth of course um dwarves are actually they're hardy quite, and they can like carry they weight can, they can they, run forever yeah. if they need to yeah. um yeah. that is true so but anyway that kind of a line which is kind of it's just there for, to be funny rather than it doesn't really do anything to the plot or to the story at all it doesn't even tell us really much about gimli other than he gets tired which isn't like you said, true or or leaned on anywhere else in the films. Uh, so anyway, I would say, all right, I'm going to say yes on this one just because I feel like a little bit of comedy is good. I think maybe they went overboard with it, but probably in general, it made for a little bit better cinema here. Uh, yeah, I agree. So interestingly, it's not lore-friendly, and, and um, I as we'll find out in the next test, I don't like it much, but it does in fact make for better cinema. It serves a cinematic purpose that makes the film, because here is the here is the thing, when you're watching a film or a series of films this long, as a film experience, especially in a world that is cinematically so dark and the, mes the message is so grim and difficult, um, having moments of comic relief or levity are good. And so the mm -hmm, question sure. becomes, who's going to do that? Who's going to pull off that levity? Who, who are the best characters? And interestingly, there is a long tradition in theater and then in movies following theater to make the characters who are the oddest looking the natural comic relief. And yeah. Gimli fits that bill of all the the company he is the oddest looking maybe gandalf is odd looking but gandalf has its own character that's already been established um and so and so you know they're they're uh hobbits are odd looking too from a certain perspective um and and they fulfill some comic relief as well as we've talked about with mary and pippin so yes i agree it does make this for better cinema in this regard because cinema is a different medium yeah do you think he, in in the in the films he is primary source of comic relief or is it more Marion Pippin uh as far as being mocked it's him and Pippin um yeah. you you didn't put in a lot of the mockery like the door you know the joke about w the bearded dwarf women and well you yeah, put in one of one of the mockery like the not the beard thing but then the yeah. then the, the biggest one which is his his passing out and belching during the drinking contest with Legolas and things like that and so I think from a mockery perspective, he's the butt of the most jokes. Well, he and Pippin are, um, and and so yeah, I, I yeah, that's where yeah. I'll, I'll land on that one. Yeah. Uh, next one. How much do you like the change? All right, Mike, you already hinted at this that uh, you weren't a big fan of this. Where do you land on this one? So I, I'm not a big fan of it, but I'm not. I, I don't actually rate it super low like the Eric Horn one for the actually reason that you gave, which is that it's, it's a personality change in him, not a mm -hmm. motivation change. And motivations are deeper, and it doesn't yeah. mess with his ultimate. Um, like his whole arc is still the same in the in the movie. 
um, as much as he has an arc. He doesn't have much of an arc, but but uh, he still maintains that. I'm not. I don't think they're changing any essential motivations of Gimli by doing that. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, but I don't like it for, especially for the reason that it less. I think it lessens his character, his serious character as a representative of the dwarves, um, mm. and so so I'm going to go with a two point six on this one. Hmm. Two point six, less than three. This... Three's, three's middle ground. So I'll, I'll slightly under. I'm slightly underwhelmed by it. It's it's boosted a little bit though for me because of the cinematic effect. Yeah. Positive positive uh... cinematic effect. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like this is one of those things where if they would have leaned into the more, uh, uh, I'm sorry, if they would have had less of the lowbrow comedy with him, I think it would have made it more effective. You know, get rid of the burping, although that was the extended edition only, I believe. So, yes, that was uh, only take that. Edition. Uh, which I believe Peter Jackson did say is not the official edition, right? The released films, theatrical versions are his, are his. It's not like they're a director's cut. They're just more, he said he did it for the fans. They wanted more, so he gave them more. So how good is it on a scale of one to five? All right, I'm going to go ahead and split the difference again at 2.5. I don't hate it. I don't love it. Um, I think they could have done better with it if they would have cut some out and maybe made the comedy a little less, um, like you said, that slapstick, that um, over the top, uh, it's the ugly guy who gets the butt end of the jokes type of comedy. Right. Uh, I would have gone higher with it, but I'll just, I'll stick with 2.5. So, all right, that that's it. We're pretty even on this one here um, because it's, it's, you know, it's, here's the thing. It's not, objectionable it's not you watch it and you go like oh that was so dumb you're like nah they could have done better at, um, at some of the jokes i laugh at um the, sure, the, yeah me too yeah the belching and passing out is is stupid but yeah. um but you know so a lot of the, the times it's it is he is pretty fun like the jokes as told and as john Rhys davies acts it out he's an effect he does it effectively and he you know he 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 delivers the line well and the and the yeah. script the and the script writing is pretty good as far as the jokes go um, you know, it's not trying to be, you know, super, super uh, comedic slapstick in most cases. It's, it's, it, they are, you know, reasonable jokes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next one. We are on to Gimli, the Hatchet Man. Let them come. There is one dwarf yet in Moria who still draws props. Okay, this one this one is is super simple. This is Gimli the Hatchet Man, and as we see in these shots here, he is carrying not one axe, but multiple axes in fact. I believe at one point he has four almost. He has two, carrying two, one in his belt and and his his large one somewhere I guess on his back. Um and here's what Tolkien wrote uh as they left Rivendell. Gimli the dwarf alone wore openly a short shirt of steel rings for dwarves make light of burdens make light of burden speaking of our last change where you know they're natural born sprinters oh really <laughs> uh and in his belt was a broad bladed axe legless had a bow and a quiver and at his belt a long white knife so um yeah we're talking about gimli's uh weaponry here but i think we can encompass more weaponry as well just because uh we don't want to go over every little change that every little person had in every little weapon Right. Yeah. Just to clarify, and of course, this isn't evident from our title, maybe, but or as evident as it could be, but we are here using Gimli as a, a an example, an exemplar of how the fact that Peter Jackson and his crew did make changes to armor and weaponry yeah. of of the, the people of the of the um, nine. And to In be clear, ways. yeah. And to be clear, this doesn't encompass things like how the how the hobbits got their swords. We'll talk because that's weaponry, but 
that's actually a change to the plot. So. Right, right, right. We're just talking about the cosmetic differences between how Tolkien sometimes describes. Right. Um, so the image you have up here, that would be okay. basically what Tolkien described. Right. As, Gimli with as, his one large axe. Right. Uh, and then, but then here we have uh, the the next photo. Let me zoom in a little bit. We have Gimli, and you can see he's carrying two axes, and in fact, at his belt, uh, right there is a third axe. I think this is the one he picked up probably here in the mines. Uh, I don't do the, I don't even remember if they show him picking that one up, but apparently it looks like it with its little rusty bits. Yeah. It uh, and then here's, like you know, so he has three axes and I'm guessing his broad axe is on his back. Um, may, may just not be in the shot. You know, yeah. That's just one of those, one of those things. So one axe versus four axes. So where, where do we stand on that? Let, let's, let's get into that. First question as per is our usual, is, is it lore-friendly? Uh, I'll start here with this one this time. I think it's perfectly fine. I think it's lore-friendly. I don't think it's a huge deal. It's not uh, the end of the world. It's not that uh, this changes the character or this changes plot lines or anything like that. If, you know, if the ring was made into a necklace or if the ring was made into a, you know, a, 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 a wearable filigree or something like that it was that's different uh but gimli's axe is is not changing the plot the storyline the character or anything like that of the book agreed i say yes as well is it lore friendly and the reason is because while it is technically against this is a funny this is i mean people need to understand where we're coming from on this <laughs> spirit it, because yes exactly lore friendly implies the spirit of the lord not just the technicalities of the way it's written yeah. so it is technically a different thing for Legolas to have one knife in the books and two knives in the movies. Um, but I don't think that, and, and Gimli to have it. Now, the, here's my here's where I draw the line. If they're adding so many weapons or weapons of such different nature that it just changes the vibe of the entire character or the, the actions that they take, then then that's a problem. Now, Say, the, for instance, like Galadriel in the Rings of Power, she carries a sword. <laughs> Uh, that makes it different. She's, that's not lore friendly. Um, yeah, and and we love talking about the Rings of Power, so uh, so we're not going to. In this case. <laughs> um, but that, yeah. So I, I I do think it's lore friendly. I, I would I was always thinking things like you know Tolkien described Aragorn, for example, as having a bow and a sword, and that's it. Do we yeah. really think that a guy that travels in the wild and needs to survive and and remove branches for firewood and stuff doesn't have either a small axe or a knife on hand, a long knife or something like that. Of course he does. Of course he's a ranger. He's going to have things. Tolkien, that just isn't important to the story. So Tolkien doesn't mention all of the bladed weapons that, or things that might be used as weapons that he might have. So yeah. I don't, I don't think it's against the lore. Yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Next question. Does the change make for better cinema? I, don't... Mm. I mean, yeah. I guess I, I'm ambivalent. I like it. Does it make? Oh, okay. Well, actually, you set a, a trend. You, you set a trend. Totally you yes. said it, if it doesn't actually make for better cinema, then you then you say no. So <laughs> that's your that's your um, that's your line. So, but I but I I read the question slightly differently. I mean, I did. I think it visually makes it more effective. Um, have him having more than one axe is fine for, and it actually makes him more formidable as a warrior rather than just the one axe. Although that axe he has is pretty impressive, the double bladed axe. Um, so, so does it make for better cinema? 
Uh, I definitely think it makes it for better cinema with regard to Legolas, actually, since we were using this as a universal yeah. example. Like Legolas fighting with two knives, like showing elves being ambidextrous, for example, which is they probably all are <laughs> um, mm -hmm. from their sort of physical mm -hmm. perfection. Um, that that makes for better cinema, absolutely. So, yeah, I, I actually think it does make for better cinema to add weaponry as appropriate to the character style. Also, um, there's the only two. Are there only two famous, actually, Kuzdal lines from Lord of the Rings? There's only two famous ones, but the axes of the dwarves are upon you um, is one of the lines from Kuzdal that Tolkien actually had written in. Um Kazad Imenu, um, Baruch okay. Kazad and Kazad Imenu are the two lines, and one of them, yeah, the axes of the dwarves are upon you, and and uh, and so you know implies more than one axe. So there we go. Could Gimli's got more than one axe? <laughs> I know. That's, I know. That's, <laughs> all right. All right. That's it. That's yeah. Um, uh, see, here's the thing: is that I feel I feel like uh, the question isn't necessarily even about like does. I think it makes it easier in cinema to say, okay, we're going to make him cooler with more axes. It's kind of like having a sequel where he's like, we're going to make it cooler with more villains. You can't make a character cooler just because he's got more axes. I don't, I don't think it necessarily makes for better cinema. I think it, it can, but I think in this case, they could have done it just fine with him carrying one axe or even, even um, Legolas with one knife. Uh, and using it expertly between two hands, right? It's like, you know, a knife. Yeah. So are you saying that because you're more ambivalent? You're, it isn't clear to you that it's better uh, cinema, so, so you, don't, you won't give it a yes? I I, I could have I, I think if they would have gone back and not done that with Gimli, I don't think it would have made for a worse film. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So that that's my take. Although I can understand why you wouldn't why you'd not believe that. Um, yeah, and, and no, I, again, I see where not... I see where you're coming from. I just like the idea of a warrior being shown with more than one weapon because they yeah. usually did have more than one weapon. So, hmm. yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, next question: How much do you like the change? Um, I, it's uh. Like it didn't bother me at all when I saw the films. I, it didn't really even occur to me much because you know, as, as you're going through the films uh, or as you're going through the books, you don't think about it's not it's not top of mind how many axes Gimli has. So uh, I think, man, I'm doing this a lot, but I'm going to split the difference again. I'm I'm fine with it. It just doesn't matter to me a whole lot, even though it doesn't make for necessarily better cinema simply because they they could have done without it. Uh, it doesn't. It's not like I like the change. It's not like I dislike the change. So I'm right in the middle. Two point five. Okay. Um, yeah, I I do. I think it's slightly better um, with with the vi for the visualization of warriors to be shown with weapon a variety of weaponry, and so and Gimli's definitely a warrior in this in the books and the movies, and so um, so I I'll go. I'm gonna, but it's not that big. I, I don't love it. I don't think it's a great change. Just it, it, I'm more ambivalent. So I'm gonna go three point six. Three point six. All right. Well, um, I think we'll leave it there. I think we need to move on into our next. Most popular, the all-time awaited, ever since I made this comment on the Babylon Bee podcast back in 2021. <laughs> Legolas's big boots were made for walking on snow. All right, so you guys uh, listening, uh, what we saw there was Legolas walking on snow with his gosh darn big boots. Oh, and I love it. I love every enormous. aspect of it. <laughs> <laughs> they're they're freaking enormous. Uh, so okay, so here's what here's what Tolkien wrote in it. And let me bring up for those of you watching, I'm gonna bring up a picture of, of Legolas from the films. And you can see 
down here. He's got some big boots that his shoes fill. They're just uh, calf but, boots. They're not even knee highs. They're, they're big. They're big. Mm. Mm -hmm. Here's what Tolkien wrote. This is as they're going uh, up Carathras, and there is no sound of Saruman in the air. Legolas watched them for a while with a smile upon his lips, and then he turned to the others. The strongest must seek a way, you say? But I say, let a plowman plow, but choose an otter for swimming and running light over grass and leaf or over snow, an elf. With that, he sprang forth nimbly, and then Frodo noticed as if for the first time, though he had long known it, that the elf had no boots. No boots, I tell you, no boots, but only wore light shoes, as he always did, and his feet made a little made a little imprint in the snow. So this All is right. even this is even this is a change not by just omission or addition. It's a change by like manipulation. So they're actually saying, no, 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 his his light, his shoes are not good enough. We have to make them into boots. Am I leaning too hard <laughs> into the whole boot thing? Well, I, I feel like just for those for our listeners who may be listening to this who don't understand the personal history from this podcast of this particular issue or the related issues. It isn't about the boots necessarily, but it is about him running over snow. It's about that passage that Jonathan read. It's an inside joke on this podcast. The reason it's an inside joke is Jonathan, of course, when he was on the Babylon Bees podcast, brought up that he can't stand that Legolas runs lightly over snow because it doesn't appear to work. Legolas is not appearing to be uh governed by the same physics that governs everybody else that and, and other reasons not only that he appears to change the physics based on his need okay so and then so that was he jonathan is well known for his dislike of that passage <laughs> i on the other hand based upon especially as we pointed out in when we read on fairy stories later on i pointed out that i think it's actually perfectly consonant with tolkien and what he's trying to tell us about elves, which is that they they are fairy. They are from fairy. Um, they are not fairy, F-A-I-R-Y, the stupid, um, silly little creatures. They are in the older tradition of fairy. They're not Tinkerbell. They're not Tinkerbell. That's right. Good, good way to, to uh, succinctly put it. <laughs> but they, they come from an older tradition of, uh, of fairy, as in this other dimension, essentially, this other world, this other path, and and that the world has different rules for them than it does for other for for humans, for example, and in in small ways, and not in every way, but in some ways. And so, so this has been a long. So, just for our listeners that have never under that, that don't understand <laughs> why it's, why it's we're chortling over this, this is this is an inside joke. So, in that. In that vein, though, the reason I, I think it's important to bring that up is because of there is there is something that flows from that, I believe, on this particular issue. So maybe we should bring up the lore friendly. Our first question, because I think it bears upon that side of things. All right. Let me let me get that. So the first question, as always, is, is it or friendly? Michael, you said you had something to start with. All right. So is it lore friendly? Yes, it yes. is. Indeed, is indeed lore friendly. And here's why. I do. I think that in the lore, Tolkien is using um, he's using the boots. He points out the shoes instead of the boots. Like Frodo notices the shoes, right? He's it, it's it's a thing that's noticed and written down later because, of course, it's Frodo with some help from Sam and um, a couple other um, mm -hmm. potential additions that are writing the whole work of the Lord of the Rings. That's the conceit of the books. So he's noticing Legolas's shoes. I think that's Tolkien's way of pointing out to us: Legolas is unaffected by the elements. He doesn't need to have boots um, to 
like everybody else to protect his feet. He's just this elf, this fairy, essentially. He's of fairy. And so the elements just don't affect him the way they affect everybody else. And he then proves it by running off over the snow. So Tolkien's trying to make a point about Legolas's, um, about Legolas's uh, uh, status in the world as, as from fairy. Mm-hmm. I think. In the movie, the boots convey a similar theme, but on, but on, but in a different way. So I think the boots are there because it, he would look silly in shoes. In shoes in the movie, he would look. In fact, it's very difficult for a movie to portray him seriously as as an archer, um, as a warrior as, at need, um, and as an elf without him being. Um, clad seriously as a warrior and so i do think that in, in a visual media completely visual media because there were never any warriors who didn't wear boots in the history well of the, not that we're light shoes that's not a thing that warriors do they don't wear light shoes you, you, that's so, there were warriors that wore other things in boots no doubt but uh but in this in, because boots are a norm in this era shoes are, are a little bit of a catch-all though i don't i don't think he was wearing like um um uh cloth slippers necessarily he didn't describe his shoes in any sort of detail other than they were light right um, but the reason we're bringing this up as its own issue is because it has it, it there's a distinct difference in the way um tolkien specifically describes legless and the way jackson specifically does and i think yes, jackson right. the way jackson specifically describes and by describe i mean visually shows us this is one of the parts of jackson's um artistry when it comes and all of his crew when it comes to this world that i that i actually really like which is that he created a whole vibe of mm-hmm. clothing and armor and the, and the shape of armor and clothing and, and that that fit the elven character um and and the elven character couldn't be trollalali elves even though i know that's a big deal in in the debate on so you're elves. saying light shoes equals trollalali elves yes i wow. do i disagree yeah. I, don't, yeah. I think that's taking it a step too far i don't think that i don't think that the j- just changing your shoes g- gives uh, leads down a path of uh the, the gravity of what do you um, what do you think of as light shoes i think well, it's like basically slippers yeah i mean uh, light shoes small shoes not boots i don't mean like uh we're, we're not talking about you know uh hiking shoes mm. uh, but something that doesn't have much of a soul necessarily And here here's what i'm saying i i, I brought up this picture of uh, nick groom's favorite car- character in all of middle earth and lord of the rings and arda uh, Tario from The Hobbit, who is also wearing boots, and these are not even light boots like Air, like uh, uh, Legolas is wearing. These are heavier leather boots that are far afield from anything like like light shoes. And so, what we have when he created Legolas, the way he was dressed, they created it separate from what Tolkien wrote, separate from what he intended the, for the elves, the elves' footwear to be. I can't believe we're talking this much about elf, elven footwear. So anyway, is it lore friendly? Let me let me bring that back up here on the screen for everybody. Um, this is I want to say. I don't, oh man, this is funny. Okay, I'm going to say no. It's not lore friendly because clearly Tolkien had an intention for what it was supposed to look like, and perhaps for what all the elves should have been dressed like. And to say that you know, as you mentioned earlier, the point of the the light shoes was that he's not affected by the elements. Well, clearly. By adding boots, you're saying he is more affected by the elements because he has to wear those shoes. He can be a warrior with those boots. He can be a warrior without boots on. And in maybe, maybe that I'm, I say, I'm, I say that he already showed he didn't need the light boots 
to Delight's shoes to show him. Oh, yeah. He already shows him as being yeah. unaffected by the elements um, or less affected by the elements um, in that scene where he's walking over the snow and yeah. he's, and he's uh, he's not huddling together with anybody else. Um, so so anyway, uh, that's all I'm saying is that he he yeah. bring he brings out a different side of the elves um, through his through the um, the leaf edged boots yeah. that um, that he gives Legolas. So I go with yes. So we are at odds on this one. We are for sure. Okay, next question: Does the change make for better cinema? Um, you're gonna be surprised. I'm gonna say yes, it does. <laughs> it does look better. Small, a small lowercase <laughs> yes, though. I uh, yeah, it was small. I, I can't do it. It's an autocorrect here. It's because it it I through. think it absolutely no. makes for better cinema. Yeah, I mean, it does. It does look better. Um, although, because here's the thing: in in how Tolkien described it with that quote from uh, how Frodo saw it, uh, Frodo noticed as if for the first time, though he had long known that the elf had no boots, but wore only light shoes as he always did, and his feet made a little imprint on snow. It's not just a description of the character. It's another character noticing the character, and I think there's there's more import to that than he had one axe. It's, no, Frodo noticed, like, he's got only the small shoes on, and these small shoes are important because they left little imprint on the snow. So maybe I'm get, lending in too much gravity. You guys let me know. Yeah, yeah. yep. Come a member and tell me Discord how wrong I am. Yes, please, please come tell Jonathan how wrong he is. Please do that. Yeah, yeah. Because you can do that by going to thewondery.com, becoming a member, and get the extended podcast too. Um, all right, la- last question. Um, how much How much do you like the change? For me, it's a solid like. I really like the Elven... Um, I really like the elven fields, the elven clothing that includes the boots, which would have, there would have been detraction by giving him light shoes to that. I like the, I, I've always loved the dwarven garb and the elven garb and the Rohirrim garb and the Gondorian garb and everything. They the did. Numenorian or, garb, the, the Celebrimborian or, garb. Yeah. Shush. We're not talking about <laughs> rings of power. Um, <laughs> and, and so, and so, yeah, I, I, it's a solid four for me. Four. All right. Yep. Huh. Interesting. Uh, how much do I like the change? I, you know, I actually agree. It probably does make him look better. Um, 3.6. No, 3.7. I'm going to say it, it probably does make him look better, even though I think it's, it's not more friendly and they probably could have made them look pretty good even without heavy shoes. Uh, I mean, e- even if it was, you know, sort of like shoes that had straps going up rather than whole boots, like those would be like light shoes or like, anyway, 3.7. That's what I say. Um, I feel like it's finally out of my system. Like maybe we can we can drop the whole Legolas walking on snow with light shoes part for for a while before you get back to my case. In in the extended edition, one of our wonderful oh. subscribers <laughs> asks a further question that uh, will will require Jonathan to revisit Legolas's ability to not to uh, to um, act contrary yeah. to human physics. Well, the question will be essentially like if if Legolas could jump on falling rocks, what could he do with falling snow? And we will address that <laughs> in the extended podcast if you listen to the whole episode. Um, all right, let's get to our, our last one of the day. And that is, they did bore me your dirty blonde. It is a gift. One does not simply walk into Mordor. <laughs> Break out the ale! These men are thirsty! Yeah! <laughs> All right, that was a short but brief clip to show that um, Boromir is just kind of a dirty blonde in this movie. Um, and that is against uh, specifically what Tolkien says about Boromir. He writes this here. I, I think this is the only quote where actually he talks about his hair. I, I, I looked for a little while. 
this is uh, as after Boromir uh, was killed defending Merry and Pippin. Tolkien wrote, uh, they laid Boromir in the middle of the boat that was to bear him away. The gray hood and elven cloak they folded and placed beneath his head. They combed his long, dark hair and arrayed it upon his shoulders. They didn't comb his long, dark, dirty, blonde hair. They didn't comb his frosted tips. They 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 combed his his dark hair. Uh, I, found, I found one more. There oh, you did? One. Okay, good. This is the Council of Elrond, Chapter 2 of the... How did I miss that? I looked. And seated a little apart was a tall man with a fair and noble face, dark-haired and gray-eyed, oh. proud and stern of glance. I'm surprised I missed that. I read through that. And I must have just like not read that part at all. Yeah. So, and and that's that's because his heritage ultimately is from the house of Beor, which is barren, and it goes all the way down. And they have dark hair. That's from the very beginning. Like that's right. where it comes from. And the same thing with Aragorn. Aragorn has has dark hair, and so the question becomes. Between him and Aragorn, would it would it have been better, in a sense, to show that there is a kinship to them by making them look more similar than yeah. the the distinct difference that there is in their really in their hair? I mean, their facial features wouldn't matter as much, but they would have made his hair dark. I think they would have shown like, oh, there is there's a relationship, at least some sort of a genealogical relationship between the two at some point. Right. So these changes with Boromir. Um... Uh, I think we even that was pointed out to in the thread on the one ring.com that um, they also brought in some other another cosmetic thing that he doesn't have armor openly the way Gimli does that. Oh, Gimli, right. Gimli's the only one that showed. So, so again, these are cosmetic changes to Boromir and we will go forth and answer our three questions with regard to those. All right, here we go. First one guys is, is it lore friendly? Is it lore friendly? Uh, lore friendly again is it in the spirit of the lore to change his hair color does it give does it is it is it play somehow to the lore to have him blonde haired or dirty blonde no i mean i just i can't i can't see that being a yes i don't heritage wise he's he's similar and and uh, you know there's multiple times at which uh, we meet dark-haired uh, Gondorians like uh, Mary. When Mary uh, sees the messenger from Gondor in the tent of Theoden um, at, before the weapon take, um, mm -hmm. at, before the riders of Rohan ride to Gondor's aid, he's he sees dark-haired man. And he thinks it's Boromir at first because you know he looks so alike to Boromir. Um, right. There's there's other you know Faramir also dark-haired. There's Tolkien's making a point. Uh, giving them dark hair it's the point i think is about the lineage um as you mentioned so is yeah. it lore friendly nah it isn't yeah yeah there's definitely one we agree on it is it is definitely not lore friendly there's the point to the, having the dark hair it's not just a random right choice exactly and that's why it. we don't consider it just a, like a purely cosmetic change like gimli has a couple different axes instead of yeah. instead of his one axe it's 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 actually part of the heritage that tolkien's pointing out yeah agreed okay so does it does it make for better cinema uh, no, in no. fact, I think it makes for worse cinema. I think it was a bad decision. They should have stuck with, uh, the stuck with showing that the men of Gondor, uh, are similar and they come from the same stock. Yeah. On this issue, hundred percent in agreements with your point that they should have shown the kinship between Aragorn and Boromir. So nope. Yeah. This is a quick one. Yeah, it is. All right. How much do you like to change? Um, I don't, I, I, you know, it's, it's kind of fun. I, I feel it's completely worth all right. Uh, do I do I want to? The question is, how low of a one do I want to go? 
Uh, I can't go as low because it's not going to be the lowest one ever. All right, I'm going to go 1.6. So you very much did not like it then. Did, I you, think notice, it's, I, did you notice it, by the way, when you were Yeah, watching? it seemed weird to me. Yeah. Okay. I did. Um, because I know both he, he and Faramir, and, and maybe he had to give Faramir the blonde hair. They did that because they wanted them to look like brothers more. Hmm. Um, so they added that similarity to it. But I feel like uh, it it changes the intention of Tolkien. I don't really like that. So that's why I give it such a negative. Case. Yeah. Um, I, as is my want, apparently, as I've we've noticed now over the, I, I'm, I'm more forgiving about it. I don't like it. It's, it's under, it's a dislike for me, but it's not, it doesn't, it doesn't irritate me that much. Yeah. Um, so I just think it's an opportunity missed more than it. So I'm, I give it a 2.1. That's 2.1. But it's, it's such an easy change that they, they didn't need to make. Maybe that's why I feel like it's so low for me that they, it's, yeah. it, they didn't need to do it, but they did it anyway. Um, flying in the face of what Tolkien wrote. So yeah, um, so I, I give it a little higher. Maybe it would have been like a 1.9 or 2.0. I do give it a tiny bump because I understand visually from a cinematic perspective, it's good to have people of contrasting hair colors on the screen, you know, just, to, just like the clothing difference. It's, it's, I understand yeah. the purpose that they're doing it for. Yeah. Agreed. Um, yeah. All right, yeah. guys, that, that's that's all of them for this week. Uh, I'm going to, like, here, let's let's take a quick look since we've got this up on the screen. Uh, and the, for those who are listening, where do we stand now with our changes? Well, for when it comes to is it lore friendly, Mike Lee, Michael is 6 out of 12, and I'm 4 oh, out of 12. Wait, 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 wait. No, no, you've got to update the numbers before you see that because we just did one. Oh, okay, let's up. You're right, you're right. So Michael is 6 out of 13, and I'm 4 out of 13. Right. Because we're just adding this one to it. You're right. Um. For does the change make for better cinema? Michael is eight out of 13 and I'm six out of 13. And for our average of how much do you like the change? Oh, let me, let me, let me throw this into my, uh, my little calculation here. So you're 3.4 on this one and I'm, oh no, 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 sorry. You're 2.1 and I'm a 1.6. So now your average Michael is 3.3 overall went for how much did you like the change? And I'm a 2.8. Oh. The question becomes down the road, does it, d does my dislike of these films show because my average is going to be lower than two? <laughs> will, I, will, I, will I get there? I don't think so. We'll see. Maybe. I don't know. Remember, why. though, remember, like we've said this before, but it is worth saying every few episodes. Yeah. We're not rating every aspect of the movies because if we were, we would be rating all the good stuff that matches the lore, and, and that's you would right. Get a favorable impression. We're that's only good, rating where it, really good point. where it differs from the books. So, right. so automatically, especially since we love the books so much, we're going to be um, we're going to be giving it a lower score than than other people might. Um, yeah. I just want to make that clear because some people, because this is the internet and this is what people love to do, is yell. So some people are really upset by quote unquote how negative we're being i just want to point out we are purists we love the books so and we're analyzing only the places where that's where, right where jackson changed the books right so I we're not think, we're not analyzing like are, are the hobbit holes still circular are they still right. round or right. yeah, they're like, like be a five like so. what do we think of the shire the representation of the shire visually actually that's it's fantastic yeah. Not perfect, but it's fantastic. We'll get we'll get to the party tree eventually, but yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> but that's that's what I think. Like, so we're not just analyzing, you know, you yeah. Know, what do we what do we think about the yeah. fellowship in general? Um, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. And like I said uh, when we started this entirely long episode, uh, we are not 
here to say we dislike the films because of these changes. We're here to just comment on the changes. We can still like something even though it's changed. Like I yep. said, my you know my lore friendly score is low, but my my uh, is makes make for better cinema is higher. So that means that I feel like the lore wouldn't have made for good cinema. So uh, right, and and to reference something that we just talked about in this particular episode, I for example love the various um, designs that they did for the different races in Middle Earth, mm-hmm. as far as clothing, yeah, armor, that. weaponry, the visual differences are fantastic. That's not, sh- it doesn't show, that doesn't show up in any of our changes because right. Tolkien doesn't say one thing or another about whether dwarven axes had a certain shape to them. Yeah. Um, so I, yeah. I, I do miss that Gandalf's eyebrows do not stick out beyond the brim of his hat. That <laughs> there are really some wish. elements that, I, see, I, I don't think so. I think that falls into Legolas's light shoes. Like it would just look stupid. Yeah. There's there's a chasm between the stupid of a of eyebrows that are longer than a brim of a wizard's hat and and the difference in footwear, in my not so humble opinion. I have something to say about that, but I can only say. Let's it wait for that in the subscriber section. So all right, wait until so we'll move on to that. If you guys, if you want to come subscriber, please go to the onering.com/slash member become a subscriber. You can hear our uh, the questions we're going to be going over from uh, our members, including including is it necessary for me to have a comic relief in a way that a book doesn't. It's an interesting. I never really thought deeply about that in, in the ways of like, do we do we expect comic relief in a book? Um, and uh, we're, we're going to talk about the kind of humor that that that, uh, that Gimli and Legolas have um, that Harrison asked about. Uh, and we're going to talk about uh, it is is actually Legolas. Could he be part of the comic relief because of how he interacts with Gimli? We're going to talk about all those things in our member section. Jo- get it by becoming a member at the com slash members. $4 a month. First month is free. Or you can uh, be like our super duper special sponsors, uh, Harrison, Adam, and Lynn, uh, who, who go above and beyond the call and support us even more. And we uh, extremely appreciate uh, their support as we continue on this long journey of going through every film change. In the Lord of the Rings, and hey, guys, if you like this, give us a go into your podcast app and give us a five star review. We would really appreciate that. We have some quotes on the front page of the site. Hey, if you put up a new quote, we're gonna put it on the onering.com slash the, the just the onering.com right there on the front page. Boom, we're gonna put your quote. Hey, appreciate that. So if you like us, uh, give us a five star review. We'd really appreciate that. Let us know what you like about it. Don't tell us what you hate. You can give some improvement. But don't tell us. What you hate. <laughs> I don't want that. All right, right. let's move on to our extended uh, extended episode. Bye, freeloaders.